Welcome to Dietitian Boss. I'm Libby Rothschild, your host and fellow registered dietitian nutritionist. I serve as a business coach to my colleagues, registered dietitian nutritionists all around the world. I help you get leads and turn prospective clients into paying customers using online marketing and social media strategies that work. Thank you so much for joining today's episode. Hello and welcome. I'm here today with Tamara Melton, and she is the founder of Diversify Dietetics. The idea of Diversify Dietetics was born out of a need that the co-founders and registered dietitian nutritionists, Deanna um, Benley and Tamara Melton, did not see was being met, a community to attract, encourage, and empower students and young professionals of color who were seeking careers in the field of nutrition and dietetics. Diversified Dietetics' mission includes to increase diversity in the field of nutrition by empowering students and young professionals from underrepresented minority groups to join the next generation of nutrition experts. A little bit about Tamara. She is a mom and wife from Atlanta, Georgia. She specializes in nutrition um, informatics, aka health IT. And ever since the first FENCI she attended as an undergrad, she noticed the very apparent need for more nutrition professionals of color. As an educator and administrator, she has seen the difference that a supportive community and access to resources can make in the success of a student. As a professional, Tamara has seen that the diverse teams led to better outcomes for patients and clients that we serve. Tamara feels excited to create and participate in a space where she can improve and diversify and strengthen the nutrition profession. I connected with Tamara because Alyssa Rumsey, a previous guest, uh, she and I had a dietitian date after she was on my podcast two times, and she told me about Tamara's work, and I asked for an intro, and I'm very inspired by uh, Tamara's work and her journey that we can share with the listeners. So thank you, and welcome to today's episode. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Anything that I left out from the intro that you'd like us to make sure we're clear on? Yeah, no, I just sometimes like to get the origin story of diversified dietetics and how we came to be. Um, and it does kind of go back to that um, FINCI conference that we had a couple of years ago in Chicago. Right. And I was having a conversation with a couple of other dietitians and just talking about um, diversity and the lack thereof at that actual conference itself. And the dietitian who I was speaking to, you know, she said, you know, we need to have more people of color in the profession. And that's when it kind of dawned on me that that missing link for a lot of people is that, um, you know, we have to have more students of color who are in the profession. And so I've been working in education um, in one way or another, either a part-time instructor, a program director, uh, administrator, um, admissions and recruiting, um, working with students for quite a while and just have seen that getting more students in obviously is a way to have a more diverse profession. So I, Connor and I actually connected through the Power of Instagram. Um, we were um, brought together by uh, Wendy and Jess, who run Food Heaven, Made Easy, which is a podcast as well, and a media company, um, and they are both black dietitians as well, and connected me and Deanna, um, and we both had a very similar idea of what we wanted to, to create. So we created Diversified Dietetics to be able to really support students all the way through young professionals um, who are interested in coming into the profession, because it's not the easiest um, educational pathway to go through to get into dietetics. So, um, so that's just kind of the origin story of where our where the whole idea of the nonprofit came from. I love it. 
Yeah, that's a that's a, a great origin story, and I'm I'm thrilled to have you on and you know, continue to talk about this really important topic. Um, excellent. So, can you speak to uh, just to to clarify a few things about what you do? Can you speak to the um, members of interest groups, the MIGs, and where does diversified dietetics fill the gaps? Sure, so member interest groups are part of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, which is the largest professional organization of uh, nutrition professionals, registered dietitians, and um, dietetic technicians registered. Mm -hmm. And so members interest groups were created, I'm not sure how many years ago, but you can definitely see it on the eatright.org website, Mm -hmm. Uh, and they were created around different interests, as it says. So some of them are related to people who are under 30 or under 50 or work with those groups, men and dietetics. And then there were members interest groups that were created around different um, cultures or races or ethnicities, if you will. So there's a members interest group um, for Asian and Pacific Islanders, for Dovidon, which is for Black and African Americans. Um, there's also one Laidan, which is around Latino and Hispanic. Um, so there's different, different members interest groups that um, are specifically focused in on uh, either people who work with groups who are coming from those cultures um, or ethnic, ethnic groups or people who are who identify as those groups. Um, and so where we saw the gap that was missing was, one, not everybody is a member of the academy. So right. if you're working especially with students who may not be able to afford or who may not be aware of the academy membership, then they don't often have access to many of the resources that, that are there just because it's a membership organization which just is what it is. And then also, they were very focused in on a lot of other work that they do, and you will see some overlap with the work that we do with some of the different interest groups. For instance, the mentor program, Nobidon has a really strong mentor program that they really push, and we have one as well. Um, ours is just a little bit different in the way that theirs works. Um, another thing about the members' interest groups is that they, um, they're they also producing a lot of materials for anyone who is working with those groups. So if you're working with patients and clients who are um, Asian, or Asian Pacific Islanders, let's say, for instance. So you might be a member of that group. Uh, and that's not quite our focus that we have. We are very, very, very laser in focus and our mission of working with students, interns, and young professionals who are from underrepresented minority groups and really helping them to get the resources that they need so that they decide that, oh, this is a great career pathway to go into. I feel like I can actually be successful here, helping them to get to our educational pathway because they have so many obstacles that can come up and helping them really to get a foothold as a young professional that they decide to stand up. And so that's where we fill in the gap um, that we may have. So the largest one, obviously, is that if somebody's not a member of um, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, they can still be part of our community. We're not a membership organization at this time. Um, anyone can be a part of the community. And that we're very, very focused in on helping students um, to really get their foothold in, in the dietetics profession. That's incredible. Uh, what you're doing is really, really incredible, and I love what you represent. Can you talk about social media and what channels you're on and how you use these channels? I believe podcasting and Instagram, unless if I'm leaving anything out, to support your higher purpose of diversification in the field of dietetics. Yeah, so we actually started Diversified Dietetics on Instagram. Okay. Because we figured that's where a lot of young people are uh-huh. and students tend to be younger people. <laughs> so we just said there wasn't a lot of, you know, um, professional dietetic um, presence, if you will, on Instagram, especially not like laser focused in on students. And so we started our Instagram page right away. 
And that's where we really got our following. And it's great because the way that, you know, the democratization of communication through social media means that we could speak directly to the groups we wanted to speak to. And they could speak directly to us, literally, through DMs and things like that or comments. And so we rely so really heavily on Instagram, of course, pushing over to Facebook, but we're, um, those are pretty much one of the same. Um, so you see a lot of the work that we do is on, on social media. We launched our podcast um, several months ago to be able to get information out um, to a larger audience in a way that they can consume in a way that uh, that media that people are consuming um, in that format. And so the podcast covers a wide range of topics. Um, some that are related directly to students and interns, some related to professionals. Um, and so those two channels that we use are, are great because it just makes us and the whole community much more accessible. It makes our ability to be able to connect students and professionals to resources. So, for instance, we have students who will reach out and we put a post up when um, the matching for dietetic internships happened last uh, several months ago in the spring. Um, and we put a post out there and said, hey, if you didn't match, reach out to us and let us connect you with somebody um, so that we can try to help you to get matched next time. And that's the great thing that I love about jumping onto Instagram and seeing, you know, the comments that we get back. And you can tell that the members of our community feel very comfortable because they, I mean, Dan and I are very real and we're very pretty laid back and we're just really trying to help people. Um, and so it allows them to really connect with us and also resources that other organizations might have. Um, it's great that they can just kind of shoot us a, a, a DM or something like that or, you know, send us um, an email or something like that. Um, and we're looking at expanding our podcast. We'll have our second season coming out in a couple of weeks. And so we're going to start delving a little bit more into um, some of the topics that um, some of the community have asked about for us to, to go into a little bit more. So it's been great to have social media. I think that's really has what has helped. I know it's what's helped us to grow so quickly in such a short period of time. And and so we'll continue to use those media to, to reach out to people. That's incredible. So can you um, just make sure that you mention what your IG feed is and the name of your podcast so those who are listening can check that out? Yeah, so on Instagram and Facebook, we're at Diversified Dietetics. And our podcast is called Feed Me the Facts. Great. And I've listened to an episode of the podcast, and I, I, uh, I love hearing the guests and the topics that you discuss. How do you develop a, a strategy for that? Do you have, you know, how do you know who to interview and how to go about that? So we went through a process through Instagram where we posted, uh, what do you guys want to hear? We're going to mm -hmm. launch podcasts. What are the topics that you have yeah. questions about? And so we got a lot of feedback from students and we kind of went and just kind of organized them. And then we went out to our community um, comprised of educators, professionals um, who are practicing in different practice areas. And we will go out and get their um asked them to come in as an expert for whatever they are in that area. So um, we had one who um, uh, who might be in private practice or an educator who might come on and talk about writing an application for a dietetic internship or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so we actually are very driven by the topics that the community asks us to, to go out there and get answers to. And then we use the same community to go out and, and look for experts in the, within our field who can answer, um, be a good guest to talk about that certain topic. That's great. Yeah, that sounds like a, an incredible strategy, and it's smart, so you already know that there's interest around those topics. Yeah, great. Can you speak to any of the resources from your organization? I know I checked out your website. If you could just talk a little bit about um, what's available and how you provide guidance through any of your resources. 
Yeah, so we um, just recently, in the spring, got our 501c3 business, and that's a big deal in the world of nonprofits. Um, it gives you access to a lot more um, funding um, that we're able to develop more resources. So before that, I'd like to call it pre-501c3, <laughs> we had resources that we developed. Um, our mentoring program, our uh, and our mentor program is virtual, so we have uh, most of our mentors and mentees are not in the same city. And that's, that's actually by design because we know that um, sometimes having that limitation of requiring that people be in the same physical location or community can be limiting in matching up uh, mentors and mentees. So we, we have that program that's up and running and we're getting ready to start it again for this next academic year. Okay. Um, we also have um, webinars that we provide for educators as well as in-person workshops for educators. Um, I love doing these. We actually work with um, not only dietetics educators, but we also um, provide workshops for other health professions, and it's really helping them to learn strategies that they can around um, admissions, recruitment, uh, curriculum development, advising, and things like that so that they can help to not only attract underrepresented minority students, but also help them to thrive in their programs and do well. That's incredible. Um, that's a resource that we provide for educators. Um, for professionals, we, so the podcast kind of covers different groups, so students, professionals, um, we have topics that we cover on there um, related to all those different stakeholder groups for us. But then also for, um, uh, for professionals, we also have uh, the ability for them to come together and, and uh, post jobs if they want to. We have a career center on our website. Um, so we get a lot of those that some people are looking like, we really want to target and get more diversity um, if possible into our organization um, in dietetics. So can you guys post? this uh, job posting for us. So we'll do that as well um, and share it on our social media network. Coming up for this next year, now that we have the access to be able to um, provide uh, more resources with the ability to be able to get more funding like grants and donations, um, we are um, going to be starting a, a scholarship program, uh, which we're extremely excited about um, to be able to provide that for um, students and all the way through young professionals who might want some funding for professional development um, we're also launching a webinar series called All the Things I Didn't Learn in School for students and interns and young professionals about all the things we didn't learn in school because <laughs> there's all those things that you learn that are kind of outside of that. Um, and then we're also going to be having a virtual entrepreneurs workshop and an in-person entrepreneurs summit for specifically for our youth of color. That to is be able to, you know, there's, yeah, so there's, there's definitely those types of things out there in the dietetic community. But I always tell people who are of color, who are in the professions, that you have a niche that the other people don't have because it just is what it is. It, it, if you look at different communities, you're often looking for somebody who can relate to them and who looks like them. Sure. Um, and so um, if we also, for um, dietitians who might be bilingual or, or multilingual, they really have um, a niche that they can, a, a need that they can fill. So. We know that they have the ability, but they may not know the things related to branding and the documents they need to set up maybe at LLC or a sole proprietorship, um, understanding about communications and, and leveraging social media and all those things that go into really doing well um, with starting out as a nutrition entrepreneur. Yeah. So those are some resources that we have coming up for this year. So we're really excited about that. We're really ramping up our um, our um, campaign of uh, asking for donors to help to support. One resource that I forgot to add in, that's a big one for us, our, our meetups that we do. So we do meetups around the country, and we've actually gone off the mainland, if you will. We had a meetup in Guam with our last round of meetups, and we basically just 
post on our Instagram again and ask, like, hey, does anybody want to have a meetup in their city? And if they say yes, you get a host, a volunteer host, and the host, you know, finds a location in their community, um, and they invite anybody who wants to come. Um, but one thing about these meetups, I've done two of them now here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, both times I met people I'd never met before who were in dietetics, who were um, people of color, which was exciting. But And lots of students will come in. Um, but it's just meeting people you didn't know were out there. Um, and just being able to connect with them and have discussions and, and, and really get to socialize and everything like that. So we'll have our next round of meetups coming up. And we do a very large meetup every year in uh, whatever city that Cincy is held in um, as well. So I say every year. This is our second year coming up. <laughs> so we're having our second one. The last year's was really successful. Um, and this year we're holding our second annual uh, meetup fundraiser, um, which will be held on Saturday, October the 26th. Um, so we're excited about that, but our meetups are probably one of our our more exciting things that we do, and we do those a few times a year. And for those meetups, um, are they for dietitians and dietetic professionals of color, or do you also attract people who are not of color? So they're for everyone, uh-huh. um, but we mainly attract people of color, which right. is uh, you know kind of what we thought would happen. Yeah, um, and that's absolutely okay. But um, that's mainly who comes, and you know a lot of the. The feedback that we've gotten is that people say, um, you know, this is the first time I've come to a nutrition event where I wasn't the only person of color. And it's just so refreshing to not be that only person there. Yeah. Um, and so um, I think that's really important and, it, and it's needed. And um, especially for students, we often get a lot of students who come. And um, so, but everyone is, is invited to come out to these, these meetups. But that's just kind of the way that they've, that they've fallen out to date. Yeah, I mean, the reason I'm asking also is because I love that you're advocating for dietitians of color or dietetic professionals, and I also feel like dietetic professionals who are not of color would love to learn, you know, if there's resources for those who would like to learn how to be more involved. Do you have anything like that, like resources for people who are not of color? So the way that people are not of color can be involved. Yeah. Sorry, Libby, I just took a sip of water, and I'm choking it. Hold on a second. (laughs) Sorry about that. Okay. So, yeah, the ways that people who are not of color can be involved, definitely with our mentor program, um, we are always looking for mentors, and sometimes people will say, do I have to be of color to be a mentor? Definitely not. Uh, students have the same questions that all students have. Mm-hmm. As they're going through, they're trying to work on um, getting through school, um, which the RDs have gone all gone through school and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, if somebody wants to um, attend a meetup, like I said, they definitely can attend a meetup because they like to do that. Our educators' workshops, obviously, are dedicated to educators. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big space where um, where we see, um, obviously, it's not a lot of people of color who are working in, in the education space to dietetics. And so that's where we see a lot of people um, who are also involved in our organization that way as well. And this is something that I do, and, and not a shame to do it as a plug, is donations. Um, right. The organization. Right. Um, it's extremely helpful. I mean, that just is what it is for us to be able to do what we need to do sure. and to be able to reach as many students as possible yeah. as low cost or no cost. Um, donations are probably one of the biggest ways that we can get people to help us um, at this point um, as well. In the future, we're going to be looking for more assistance in creating resources for students and young professionals. And I definitely see that as a way of people who. Um, are not people of color who can actually help to support us as well because these are only resources that are, you'll see out there in the dietetic community in general. We just always layer on the, the perspective of being from, a, a, you know, underrepresented minority group. 
Um, but the base content of these resources is very similar to the base content as well. And one other thing, since we mentioned Alyssa, since you're yep. the reason that we connected, yep. um, that Alyssa has done, um, and a couple other dietitians as well um, have done, it's been extremely helpful, is that they actually provide scholarships to some of the programs that they offer. Right. So I love that they do that. Um, to me, I, I, had, I had not thought about it um, before. Heather Kaplan was the first one who came to me and, and suggested this. Wonderful. Um, she was holding you know, a, a workshop um, that she does to the dietetic community. And she said, I'd like to offer a scholarship to make sure that we have diversification in the room and that somebody can have access to it and that the cost of it is not a barrier. And I was just like, that is so brilliant and makes so much sense. And thank you so much for thinking of that for just taking that step and making that, that space available. So that, to me, is, is one of the biggest ways that um, white dietitians can help, is if you are creating a program, I understand that you're probably creating it from a space that you're, you know, it's a living for you, um, and that makes sense. But sometimes that excludes other groups who are not able to afford that. And so can you work it out in your numbers such that you're able to, to create that space? And the great thing now, again, about our 501c3, if somebody wants to do that, we can work with you to make that scholarship charitable donation. So yeah. um, it's something that you can still, you know, be able to use as a benefit for your business as well as helping somebody who might be in a diversified dietetic community. So, so that's another great way as well um, with resources that dietitians might be providing. Incredible. And I, I love hearing that our colleagues have already been uh, helping Heather and Alyssa. That's uh, inspiring. And I would also like to, to help as well. So I will be reaching out with you about that. Thank you. Absolutely. Is there anything else that I left out that you'd like to, I mean, you gave such a great introduction about what you do, why you do it, what it is, what the resources are, both online, in person, through social media, um, and what you're doing is really fantastic. Is, is there anything else that you think we should talk about or leave the listeners with today? I would just tell people if they have any ideas, questions, uh, thoughts, concerns, reach out um, sure. to us. We are not a huge organization by any means. We're definitely a startup nonprofit. And at this point, we are learning as we go along. Um, and so I tell people we have this very open communication policy. Um, <laughs> I don't want to call it policy, a, a, an idea that we have. And this is just the way that we, that we act in and I really appreciate the support that we've had this far, especially from Ernie like yourself, who help us to get the message out there um, to people. But, um, but, yeah, if anybody wants to reach out, if they have any ideas or questions, they can reach out to myself personally, um, my co-founder, um, Instagram, email, however they like to do it. We, we'd love to hear from um, different RVs, our, our colleagues and professionals, other professionals who are out there and students as well. Amazing. Thank you so much. It's been incredible chatting with you and listening to, uh, to what you're building. Thank you so much, Libby. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining today's episode. If you'd love to learn more about how to get leads online and turn prospective customers into clients, apply for my coaching. I still have a wait list. Go ahead and visit LibbyRothschild.com. That's www.LibbyRothschild.com. Go under signature service and apply for my wait list.